the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Yes, you are. And today is a very special day because I have not just one friend, but three friends here with me today. And we're live at the church next door. Yay! This is excitement overload for a very, very exciting. And so I'm so excited because we're going to have testimony time. We're going to do this in the round. And as you know, we usually give a testimony, but this one is maybe even more of a discussion about the power of God in our lives and how he's changed our lives. And so I hope you will welcome Jennifer, Amanda, and Nicole. Thank you. So Hi. thanks for being here. <laughs> awesome. It's so good. I don't know who wants to go first. But we want to start with our story. We love to share our story because what God has done in our lives is so important. It's key. It's central. And we want to make sure that we share it with others. So where is your story, Jen? Do you want to kick it off? Where Where did your life begin with God? Well, I'm so thankful to say I went to church all my life growing up and really close by, Emmanuel Baptist Church on the west side of Columbus. Um, There I accepted Christ as a child and even became baptized when I was a little older. Um, So I am that person that's like never doubted that God has always been a part of my life. So I'm just so thankful for that. Isn't there something powerful about knowing God as a child? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That was my story, but I thought, well, maybe I don't have a story then because I've always known the Lord. But did you find that God showed up in other ways as you grew in him? Yes, I would say... One thing that I learned as I became an adult and came home from college, (laughs) um, I decided to come to the church next door. And at that time, um, I went to the new members class that Doyle was putting on, and I think he even made me draw out a graph on paper, (laughs) and I literally had to draw like the ups and downs Mm -hmm. of my life. Um, including all those times where I was still connected to Christ. Um, But I think sometimes my own choices and or things that may have happened to me um, also included those ups and downs of my life. So that was a really big, I don't know, turning point, I suppose, for me to really kind of investigate that a little bit more and think think more through that. Kind of to see the big picture of how God was there and the Mm -hmm. highs and lows. Well, we're going to hit on some of those highs and lows in a little while, but let's go to Amanda. And Amanda, tell us, how how did you come to know the Lord? So I didn't have the same experience as Jennifer. Um, I had the ability from my parents to make a choice in what I was going to do in my faith. Um, When I was little, you know, I dressed in the Easter dresses and got to go and vacation Bible school, but not really having a relationship or understanding what that was. Um, As I got older, I wanted to figure that out for myself. So it was in high school, and I went to a little church here on the west side, but... They're not here anymore, Um, but I accepted Christ at that point. I wouldn't say that I had my full relationship with him until I was in my late 30s. Mm. But was that moment still important? 
It was important. And the best part about it is it happened during an altar call where I got to actually be down with the Lord, with my pastor, and he walked me through it. And it's something I'll never forget to be able to have that type of closeness. It's just more about knowing the relationship once you have accepted him as your Lord. Oh, I think the altar is so important. We were praying today with some different people at the altar, and I thought there is something about going down, about having someone else agree with you, about knowing that God's presence is here in, this, in his house, you know. And so I think that's, that's really cool. So what about you, Nicole? So like Jennifer, I actually grew up in the faith as well. I a Baptist as well, but I'm not from the Columbus area, so I'm from the Dayton area. It's about an hour west of here. And so I did, I was raised in the church. Uh, however, school life was not like church life. And so I don't know if we get into that now or later. Sure. Get into but whatever you want. Get into whatever I want. <laughs> so in school, I was made fun of. I mm. was bullied. I wow. have seen the bottom of a trash can. I've seen the inside of lockers. I have mm. experienced all of that. And I really struggled growing up because I would go to church and I'd have friends at church, but then go to school and be completely different. And I would try to be like Jesus and I would stand up for, uh, I remember like standing up for the disabled and things like that in school, but that didn't help. Like it made it worse. And, you know, just different things like that. Like, oh, well, you're in love with them and, you know, things like that. So it was not, it was not that. So even though I was raised in the church and you wouldn't know because I was in the lead of plays and things like that at church, but I started living very much like a kind of like a double, kind of like double mass life. And so made sure that friends and family didn't know how like basically broken and how just what was going on at school. And so everything was hidden. And so for me, even though I did was raised in the church, I actually didn't come to really have that full-on relationship until I was, uh, it was a month before I turned 13. And uh, that was slowly after, or slowly, sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was shortly after I actually did uh, do a suicide attempt. Mm. And so after that, um, so it was a little bit after that, and is when I finally made the decision to follow the Lord myself. And so I was actually already in youth group, and I remember youth group people going like, I didn't have any idea, you know. And so mm-hmm. people were like, I looked up to you. Like, how are you not a Christian? So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of like how I came to know. And um, the, the suicide attempt is also one of those like super God stories, but in the moment it just ended up tailspinning tail me even further. Mm, I want to get into that, but let's go back to the bullying. So was this elementary and all the way through junior high or? No, it started in middle school. Okay. So yeah, in, uh, in elementary or maybe it, I remember not having too many friends in elementary, um, but from my memory, uh, it really just started in middle school. And we were broken up into three different pods, and I don't know, just I guess the pod I was in, but um, yeah, I it just that's where it, it that's where I remember it really starting. So, what was the worst part of being bullied? Um, I would say that the worst part was that I would say the betrayal. So, in the one day that like it basically like put me over the edge, um, 
I, a friend who I thought was my friend, and she ended up, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie, like, Mean Girls. I feel like I had my own Mean Girl moment because she had figured out how to print out a email, and it came from her, or came from me, came from my email address, like, looked like it had sent to her, and it was basically me professing my, like, love, like, my, my homosexual love for her, and it was just completely derailing. She spread it across the entire pod mm. of middle school, and I was mortified, and, um, and so I would think, so, like, I, I never really got, like, like, super, like, physically abused. It was mainly more emotional and psychological um, but your head abuse. in the bottom of a trash can. <laughs> yeah. So that would be more I mean, like nuts. Yeah. It would be more things like, so like they would take my retainer, they would throw it in the trash. And so then I was mm. going through the trash and then they would just like push me further in. So it's kind of like things like that. Mm. Um, but like trickery, I would say like that. I mean, that's when I look back, like that's the thing that really, um, I guess if you say that that's the, 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 the pain point that impacts me the most. Where was God? Yeah, and that was the thing. I, I literally so because I go, I was going to church, and I was like, God made a mistake, and that's mm-hmm. partly where the suicide attempt came from. Because I was like, Well, God made a mistake, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it right for God. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna take me out of the world, so that way, you know, because clearly He made a mistake. Because I don't understand why I'm here on Earth. Mm. Did your parents even know this was happening? No. And they didn't actually even know until, I don't mean to laugh, that's awful, but I went, um, I went on a mission trip in college and gave my testimony there. And in my newsletter, I basically gave my testimony and I didn't tell my family in advance. I was like, I'm just going to send this newsletter out. And so that was the first time my family actually found out. And maybe that was bad of me. I don't know. I think I was just too ashamed. And that's the first time my family found out was in a newsletter due to a missionary trip that I went in college. While we're talking about this, I mean, what would you say to a parent or to someone in that situation? How, what, could, what could happen? What could happen that would be better than what happened to you? Yeah, I, I would say, and again, I love my parents. I would not trade them. I'm so, gra- I'm so grateful that the Lord chose me um, to be with them, and there's so many great stories. But I would say, like, one of the things that— um, growing up is that we never really like expressed our feelings like it was pretty much a it was kind of a a family in which was if you're not dying then like move on was kind of like and they were loving parents but I don't know how else to describe it than that so I guess maybe just keeping those doors open and um yeah and a lot of times like I remember even asking my mom some things growing up like um um like, you know, where do babies come from and things like that. And, like, mom's like, here, read this book. Cause, and she would, she would talk, and she told me later, like, when I was an adult, she's like, you know, she, she just said, like, her herself was also uncomfortable with it. And so she just felt like that was her way of, like, well, you read a book and then you come to me. And I was like, well, at this point, I just, I felt like then I couldn't come to her because she wanted me to find all the answers in the book. So I guess that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Talking I guess, just, things through more, yeah. talking about how you feel and, yeah. and where you're at. We are running tight on time, and I want to hear more about that, and I want to hear more, Jen and Amanda. We've just gotten started, so don't just hold those thoughts because we have more time. But for today, everyone, we are talking with Jennifer and Amanda and Nicole about the goodness of God, about how he is there through the ups and the downs, how even if you came to know the Lord as a child, you 
need him. You need him as you grow. You need him in your life as, as you mature. And we're going to dive into some of that again tomorrow. So I hope that you will tune in again tomorrow as we go further in some of that. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.